I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hello, this is Julie here on my own again for another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you know anyone who would benefit from the content, I would appreciate uh, shares and likes and ratings. It helps us get into the ears and eyes of people that, again, may find us useful and hope it's a lot of people. Got my Christmas, well, holiday, it's not really Christmas. It's, uh, you can see if you're watching this, uh, my new sweater. Well, my husband gave it to me as a surprise, which is so fun and festive. It's got some snowflakes and a, a tree on it. If you're listening to this in June, so, uh, can pretend, can pretend it's cooler out and the holidays are coming. Will versus skill. Will versus skill. We coach and train and identify areas and gaps. Uh, we do here in Grow Your Occupancy, we will work in your database with you and for you or go on site and, and sit in the seat and, and do the work. We also you know, put together strategic plans, marketing, you know, digital. And I think, you know, they could do a pretty good job and we have high satisfaction ratings, et cetera. But really it's, it's not us that gets, you know, get, gets, you know, get it kickstarted and help and support, but it's the, the boots on the ground and we aren't able to force anyone to do anything. And really no one can force anyone to do anything, right? Which brings to my mind that the question of what is it that is in every one of us and more to whatever degree it is. I think some people have it more and some less. I don't know, but it's that it's so it's the will to do something. It's also though the decision to do it. I mean, we might have the will, which is great. If you don't have the will, if you have the skill and no will, uh, you're not going to make the draft. We'll do that. The football. Uh, analogy again but you know, if you've got you've got the the skill or we can help build the skills you gotta have the will right okay great so you have the skill and the will and now it's the I'm going to do it so it's the decision and only each one of us makes that decision of what we're going to do or what we will do and it you know being in if, if you've not sat in the seat a senior living sales, it's impossible to know and to, to, to comprehend how hard the job it is. It's a very hard job. And I've been in the business for many years at different, um, you know, different sitting in different seats, but the consultant side, the provider side, uh, from sales director at a community through CMO, CSO, and profit, not for profit. It, it, some things change for sure, you know, in the digital space and, and obviously, um, you know, how, how people find us and competition and all that, but human behavior and, and, uh, fundamentals haven't. And one of human behavior, meaning what, uh, who, what makes 
comprises that top 10% or top 25%, top 5%, what, what comprises, what, what traits and traits are really important and skill sets and, and potential and all of that. That's only, you know, half or whatever the pie. The other side of it is, is this person, are you, are we, what are we deciding to do? What, what choices do we make? And how do we continue to, to prompt ourselves and others to make those decisions? And, you know, we, life's a, the, the, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? You can't sprint all the time. And in senior living and selling senior living, it kind of feels that way. It kind of feels like we're always pushing, push, 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 uh, go, go, go. How many movements, hot lead review? How many can we get in before, you know, the end of the month? Uh, what can we do? What can we do? Getting on calls, talking about, you know, uh, trying to get the your database, uh, working with families who aren't ready right now, doing the outreach, people that don't really want to talk to us, don't have the time. It's just, it's a, it, it's a constant, a continual push, you know, like, oh, it's going you know, to get up and, hey, we're going to have an easy day today. It can be relatively simple of the, the process of, of helping a, a customer come from move from a lead engagement on the website through to move in makes a logical sense. But if it was easy, we wouldn't be paying people to do it. We would have, you know, I guess registrations and people sign up and move in, right? This is a hard job. It is such a hard job for so many reasons. If I could wave a magic wand, one thing that I would wave it around would be that acknowledgement, the true acknowledgement of how hard this is and what it takes from multiple perspectives to become and continue to be, you know, great top producer, top 10%, top 5%. A quick example I got an email Monday from a sales director who came to a training a couple months ago for a large, large community, large campus, 96% occupancy. Excellent, right? And truthfully, if you're 96%, most people are very satisfied. And, and we should be very satisfied at 96%. And it'd be easy to say, you know, I got this. I already know. I've been to trainings. I know how to do it. Look, I'm at 96%. I'm in the top echelon. So I'm going to close my sort of close my eyes and, and, and kind of check out here because I already know everything. Not her. She leaned in. She was very specific about her takeaways. And they they uh, were profound, micro, it feels a little micro and some skill sets. And two months later, the campus is at 98%. And for investors and operations and listening in, that's gravy. I mean, going from 96 to 98 and pushing right. No, no incentives, no moving fees. Again, that's like, how do you, how do we um, instill we have to really instill in ourselves. How do we encourage one another to fill our will bucket up or refill it? And then um, what decisions, like, okay, what are you deciding to do? What do, what do you, you know, with discovery, for example, we just looked at a, a bunch of mystery shops, a lot, about 40 of them, very talented sales teams, 
They've been through training, highly devoted, some long tenured, and the mystery shops on the phone weren't good. They were still like, hi, what questions can I answer for you? And instead of doing that discovery, instead of listening and making a connection, it's very transactional. It could just feel like, let's get them in for tour. Yes, we do want our process to come in for tour, but make the connection first. It just got me thinking like, what is it? I'm open to suggestions, but what is it that really has one go from, I know it, I've trained it, I, I've been there, I get it, makes sense, I can do it, I practice, I got the full capability, but then doing it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do have a podcast to recommend to you. It is, I did put it on Instagram and it's a, um, okay. The podcast is Chasing Life, Sanjay Gupta. And the episode is, there's such a thing as the organized brain. He has an expert on here who's talking about the dis some the the level of disorganization either like literal your desk is messy and disorganized your house or your bedroom or your kitchen and what she's giving tips around uh what how to take how, how to make change and then asking like is there such a thing as an organized brain because there is studies to show that when you have an organized desk an organized uh, maybe work environment or home environment it's less stressful but some of us are not prone to keeping it organized i'll use like the database for example there are some Sales directors, their database is clean. It's all caught up. There's no past due tasks. Every prospect has a next schedule step. The outreach is caught up. They've prospect or uh, referral sources have next steps scheduled. Whether it's scheduled for tomorrow or three months from now, it's cleaned up. No past dues. And that is, I mean, that's a sign of someone who's really staying on top. But, you know, even the best of the best, this can get away from us because of all of the plates we have to juggle, right? So, uh, the and then for the the what we see more often is that the database isn't caught up. So there's that feeling of I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. It's like that messy desk or whatever with lots of piles and you know lifting up things or constantly looking for for something. Um, I spent a ridiculous amount of time over the weekend looking for something. It, they were it, two from tags to for half caps. I was so mad at myself and I remember putting them away and I feel like I'm a relatively organized person. And I remember when I put them away thinking, this is a great place for these two from tags. Do you think I remember that? No. And stuff like that drives me crazy. Like all the time I'm spending, my husband found them. So, and they were in a great place that I don't typically put things, right? So that was going off of my, you know, regularly scheduled systems of organization. But anyway, so um, that that organized the the kind of going out to the um, that sort of organized brain. This is a fascinating concept to me. And then I think, boy, if our if our brain, you know, mind was maybe less cluttered, could we? Does it open a door 
to making a, a better decision or making clear decisions of, I'm going to pick this phone up or I'm going to plan the visits or I'm going to do the outreach uh, or I'm going to practice or I'm going to uh, redirect myself when I'm leaning out of you know sales time. Um, and what this, uh, the woman on the podcast says that um, she chunks it out. So for example, if you have a messy room, um, so let's think of this as like a, a messy or maybe a cluttered mindset is to think of things in simplicity. So instead of looking at your room or instead of looking at the database or instead of looking at your book of business, oh my gosh, I need 21 move-ins. I've got this big mountain to climb and I have all these past due tasks and I'm tired. We're heading into the holidays. People don't want to hear from us anyway. And I'll just, I'll just start fresh at the new year, which is so tempting to chunk it down into three. So there are three things to do and develop a method this woman calls it a five things method. I'm going to simplify and say a three things method. So if you're making that decision, right, hopefully that I'm going to do, I'm going to take action and making a decision. What are the three things? So instead of 21 things, or I have to clean this whole, all this mess up, three things and keeping them in your mind and, and maybe literally in a piece of paper organized like she used the example of a messy bedroom if you have you know teenagers or whatever messy bedroom trash laundry and uh she she said dishes so if you have like dishes if you have a teenager uh, uh or have had a teenager or know of a teenager and you've been in the bedroom chances are there's used dirty dishes in there or even water bottles or whatever it is. Um, I, you know, whatever your three things are, but if it's trash, you're staying on trash. Get the you get the get the whatever your system for trash, you know, get the bag, just trash. Don't let yourself get distracted. Oh, oh boy, I'm gonna stop it and read this. Nope, we're doing just trash. So I'm thinking the same thing with you know, laundry, putting it away and take it in bite-sized chunks. So my translation over here that hopefully wraps up this rambling, rambling podcast about making a decision and skill and will. Might it uh, help our will or might support the will? Uh, might it be um, easier to make the decision to say, yes, why should I do this? What can I do? If it's, if we narrow down our things that we have to do. And so let's say even sales, tours, how many tours, how many tours do you need? Leading measures, what can you control? Phone calls, face-to-face, voice-to-voice. How many tours, how many phone calls do I need to make? And add a third one, it could be the movements, could be the outreach, could be how many people did you want to talk to or do you need to talk to or how many referrals do you need to get and stay narrow? So just like uh, it's just like an, an unorganized desk or an unorganized house or messy room can often leave us feeling flustered and stressed. Oh, I got to clean this. It's always on our mind. 
We get distracted. It's just so much to do. We take that same concept to our, first of all, our mind, clean it up, clear it out, especially now the holiday season. There's so much to do and so many moving pieces and parts in your personal life and uh, professional life and, uh, and everyone else is in that same kind of mode and chunk it out. Stay focused, stay determined on whatever it is that you determine your three, your top three things to say there's only three things that I need to consistently do and do well. I'm going to leave you with this, which is a uh, post that I saw on LinkedIn. And it was a reminder to all of us about what we should be doing and what maybe we should steer away from. All right, this post that I saw caught my eye. Goals for 2024. I would think these are goals for any time of year. Specific to sales. Number one, hire salespeople. Number two, pay them like salespeople. Train them like salespeople. Understand that stories about the tour are not quantifiable as the, as the pipeline. Of course, we have to have stories we know about our prospects, but along with you're asking about what the suggested next step or what, you, what advice you gave or what uh, is makes logical sense for that customer or what is next, you get a long rambling story, maybe a bit of a red flag. Use systems, tools, reports, the data to make strategic decisions. Don't go on gut feel. Realize that KPI key performance indicators. This is how much work you need to do, or how, these are the outcomes that are measured. What decisions do I need to make? Do enough work and do enough work the right way. Accountability and practice, practice, practice. So that's great advice. Always a balance between uh, challenging yourself, pushing yourself, I don't love that word, um, the grit and determination and giving yourself grace. If you want to join us on our webinars, we have one in December. If you're listening to this after that, go on the Grow Your Occupancy website. You can see what webinars are coming up. Thanks for joining me in this episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Podowitz. I appreciate you all.